Galnet News Digest, 14th of June 3308. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, Salvation maintains a communications blackout in the face of serious allegations. The Alliance prepares to start bribing councillors over the serious contract. Professor Palin is building up a huge pile of Thargoid sensors. There are two coy collisions this week. And we discover that two commanders have actually walked all the way around a moon without an SRV. If you've been accused of murdering the 4,000 crew members of the megaship Alexandria, if you've been accused of conducting unethical experiments involving humans and aliens, if you've been accused of luring Thargoids to the Kornsar system, leading to an attack that cost the lives of tens of thousands of people living on attacked starports, if you've been accused, in fact, of being a supervillain, you'd probably want to give your side of the story. But salvation remains completely silent and has said absolutely nothing to rebut these extremely serious allegations. Is this a tacit admission of guilt? Meanwhile, the three superpowers have been rather awkwardly trying to justify their continuing reliance on salvation for their protection from the Thargoids. Admiral Rachel Ziegler pointed out that with no guarantee Sirius Navy will continue to provide protection to the Alliance, the Alliance Defence Force has little option but to stick with salvation despite the accusations against him. Senator Denton Petraeus is clear that the Empire has nothing in its arsenal that comes close to what a Salvation superweapon can achieve, and that defeating the Thargoids must be the priority, regardless of the means. While the majority of Federal voices have refused to be drawn into the controversy, Fleet Admiral Teo Maikori, who has been reviewing Ramtar's evidence about Salvation's superweapon, says he now intends to extend his investigation to the recently discovered information that links Salvation to Inra and to azimuth biochemicals. For now, the superpowers seem content to continue supplying troops to salvation and funding the development of his potentially unethical superweapon. As Admiral Ziegler said, there seems to be little consensus in the Alliance about the contract with the Sirius Corporation to supply anti-Xeno protection. Following the Riort Mining Coalition's failed attempt to leave the Alliance rather than have a Sirius Navy megaship parked up in the system, the Prime Minister has only managed to gain enough support for the arrangement by running a three-month trial. With that trial now over, Mann now needs to win a vote in the Alliance Assembly to make the arrangement permanent. The possibility of expanding the Alliance and the relative freedom from salvation's dubious activities that the defence contract would bring must surely count in the Prime Minister's favour, despite the groundswell of unrest that is felt, particularly in the Alliance Old Worlds. With Councillor Nakato Kane arguing vociferously that all the Sirius Corporation managed to achieve during the trial was a rather half-hearted humanitarian relief convoy for the Thargoid-attacked station in the Didio system, which is hardly a ringing endorsement of the corporation's anti-Thorgoid capability, 
and with the Alliance Assembly seemingly finely balanced on whether to vote through the defence contract, it seems almost inevitable that both the pro- and anti-serious factions will resort to buying votes by one means or another. Commanders who wish to influence the Assembly's decision are advised to remain vigilant for appeals from the two Alliance interest groups. Professor Ishmael Palin's appeal for various squishy bits of Thargoid to allow him to research Thargoid technology is going well, with all but the final stretch goal already achieved. Commanders were asked to supply as many samples of Thargoid sensors and probes as they could find, along with any Thargoid resin that might happen to be lying around. All of these items are corrosive, and the use of corrosion-resistant cargo racks while transporting them is strongly advised. It is convenient that the Professor made larger-sized corrosion-resistant cargo racks available to those who helped with the first part of his appeal, and he has offered more goodies this time too, with a selection of heavy-duty hull reinforcement packages as rewards for the most helpful contributors. Quite why Palin thinks hull reinforcements are important remains to be seen. Perhaps it's an indication of the next task he has in store for us. Perhaps he's finally just getting round to requesting those tissue samples he was thinking about a couple of months back. Canon Research has found another pair of colliding gas giants. Back in the 21st century, the Kepler Space Telescope found a number of exoplanets by detecting a short dip in the radiation arriving from distant stars, caused by a planet transiting in front of the star. These are the Koi systems. Like rhubarb and custard in Koi 413, the two new colliding planets in Koi 232 are pink and yellow. However, these two planets, Koi 2322 and 3, achieve a dead-on collision once every 29 and a half days. Commander LCU Nofool Likewan, whose orbital analysis has identified a number of potential collision candidates, is planning to name these new planets after prunes, on the grounds that they're so regular. Those who arrived in the system on board one of the two visiting fleet carriers witnessed a spectacular yet entirely non-destructive collision. The Canon Research vessel Flower of Agatia will shortly be departing Koi-232 for Koi-413 to see rhubarb and custard collide at 16.43 Galactic Standard Time on the 16th of June. The conclusion of Commander Alec Turner's circumnavigation in a Scarab SRV of Planet Col 359 Sector BE-Q-C6-07B last week seems a little less of an amazing feat this week. After we discovered that Commander Frank Dolas has become the second commander to walk round a planet since it became possible last year the first commander to achieve an on-foot circumnavigation was Commander Alex Fighter, who walked, or rather bounded, round the 1,206 kilometre circumference of the tiny 0.02g moon Struilo OJ-EC26-453CA in not much more than three days in May last year 
Commander Frank Dolus's journey, which concluded on the 2nd of June, was on the comparatively larger moon HIP 88155AB2B, which has a massive 0.04g gravity and a circumference of 2,331 kilometres. He recorded every bounce he took over the 105 hours of travelling over an elapsed 19 days. It's gripping viewing. We really do recommend watching it the whole way through whilst you're doing a less interesting task, such as watching paint dry. As a bit of audience participation, you might like to try saying boink every time the commander bounces. Or perhaps not. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to. Boing, 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 boing. 